welcome back to the Keeping It Real Estate Podcast, everyone. For those of you who don't know, my name is Jonathan Treadway. I'm a local realtor here in the Orlando, Florida area, and I've created this podcast mainly for those uh, listeners out there, people who are looking to be first-time homebuyers that maybe need a little bit of guidance on steps to home buying and the real estate process and everything it can get a little confusing here and there and uh, my goal by creating this podcast is to try to help you out with that Uh, for those of you that listened to our previous episode uh, where I introduced myself and the podcast to everyone uh, you might remember that I uh, said that we would be starting off this podcast with a little mini series basically home buying and sit steps uh trying to give you sits steps and tools to help you along with the home buying process also mainly uh geared uh, towards first time home buyers and getting them ready for what a home buying process is like so in the second episode today I want to get started uh, diving into this little mini series here and we're going to talk about uh, the first step in the uh, home buying process that I have here. And that first step is going to be get ready for home ownership. Now, uh, for those of you that have never bought a house before, you might say, well, you know, isn't it pretty easy to get ready? You just start looking for houses and you find one and then you just go from there and magically all of a sudden one day you own the house. Uh, most of us wish it were that easy, um, but it is not at all close to that easy. And uh, in fact, there's a lot of steps that go into uh, getting yourself as a potential buyer ready for uh, even looking for homes well before you ever get to the buying process. And uh, so... We're going to go over those uh, different factors that go into getting yourself ready for home ownership today. And we're going to start off with the first bullet point within getting ready for home ownership. And uh, for me, that's building a good credit history. Now, you might want to say, what does having a good credit history really have to do with home buying? Well, that's a good point. Uh, The reason why having a good credit history is a significant factor especially for most people that are looking to buy a home for the first time unless you just have a whole bunch of money sitting around whether you won the lotto or there was an inheritance or whether you just happened to stumble upon a whole bunch of money one day uh, it doesn't make a difference unless you have a whole lot of cash sitting around and you're able to purchase a home on a strictly cash deal uh, most people out there, especially first-time home buyers, are going to be needing to acquire a mortgage in order to purchase a home. And the reason why you want to have a good credit history is because those mortgage lenders and those loan officers that are going to be giving you the mortgage in order to secure this home are going to take a good, solid look at that credit history that you have. And you want to make sure that when those mortgage lenders, those loan officers, look at your credit history, even the underwriters further along in the mortgage process, look at that, uh, that they can see that you have a solid 
credit history, that you've paid any loans that you have on time, uh, that you don't have any uh, credit cards or other loans that may be in default or behind or uh, have dings or uh, red flags on them. You want a good solid credit history that shows that you're the kind of person uh, that pays on time, that pays frequently, maybe even sometimes pays more than the minimum that's required for you to pay. Maybe you uh, uh, pay off your interest plus the principal on a loan that you might have. Uh, maybe you're paying ahead on extra things, but they just want to make sure that you're the type of person uh, whose credit worthiness is sufficient enough uh, to be able to give you enough money in order to purchase a home and they know that they don't really have to worry on the back end about you potentially not uh, uh, paying that money back. Uh, the second step here is going to be getting a mortgage pre-approval. Now that sounds a little bit easier uh, than it might end up being uh, and once we get further along uh, in this mini-series uh, we're going to bring in some mortgage professionals to help talk to you, or at least that's my uh, goal, is to bring in some mortgage professionals that might help deep dive uh, further along into that pre-approval process and what that looks like. Uh, but essentially for right now, what you want to do is you want to find a mortgage lender uh, that is uh, reputable, um, that has a good uh uh, quality, good name behind itself, uh, definitely has some good recommendations and reviews. Uh, you want to find somebody that's going to help you out along the way. The mortgage process is a long one that goes throughout the entire uh, home buying process uh, right from the beginning where we're at right now all the way up until uh, you close on that house and sometimes even well after on. Uh, past that point so you want to find a mortgage person uh, that's going to work well with you and uh, basically what the pre-approval is uh, to sum it up in a short way I don't want to go too deep into it right now especially when we're planning on bringing those mortgage lenders in later on but essentially what you're going to do is uh, give that mortgage lender things like uh, your um, uh, check, sorry, <laughs> got a little sidetracked, uh, lost there, but you want to bring in stuff like your pay stubs to show how much income you're making uh, from any employment that you want, uh, you may have. You want to bring in stuff like any bank statements that you may have, uh, uh, tell them about ongoing expenses that you might have, whether that's a car payment, phone payment, student loans. Uh, medical bills, anything like that, that it's an ongoing payment uh, that they have to factor in as your uh, debt that you have on a consistent basis that a mortgage loan debt might hinder uh, you being able to pay and putting you into default on either one. They take all those things into consideration. Uh, basically, Long story short, they have an equation where they crunch some numbers and they churn out a ratio and they see whether you fit into that ratio or not. And if they feel like you do, uh, then you can come out of the other side 
with a mortgage pre-approval. And all that pre-approval really means or says uh, or does is uh, you show that to a realtor like myself. And that really just shows us that a mortgage person is saying, hey, uh, we basically did a preliminary screening. We believe this person uh, has enough income and is uh, short enough on the debt side, meaning they don't have enough debts, uh, that they will be able to take on a mortgage in order to purchase a house of X amount of dollars. And it, that amount obviously is determined by each person and how much income they have and, and how much debt they have going out. But the letter, pre-approval letter will say that the mortgage person feels like uh, the buyer can acquire a property up to X amount of dollars and they'll feel very uh, confident that the uh, loan, uh, that the financial institution can back them up on that loan. And uh, really that helps realtors out uh, because then it's not wasting the buyer's time by trying to search around for homes when they can't even uh, purchase a home. It helps keep them within a certain range of homes that they're looking for. Uh, so if you can, for instance, only afford a house that's worth $220,000, you're not looking for a $450,000 house, wasting your time looking at places that you can't even afford. Uh, and it helps a realtor out by being able to know that this person has the money can afford a house and it gets them a head start on what type of property they can look for. Now part of being able to get that mortgage pre-approval and along the lines of knowing what type of properties uh, you want to look for or uh, can look for is finding out what type of mortgages you qualify for. Um, now this is very important because later on in the process um, certain sellers of homes will only make their homes available for certain uh, certain loans or uh, certain uh, uh, mortgages. And also certain mortgages require uh, specific guidelines and qualifications for a home to meet that mortgage. And uh, it helps out if you can qualify for as many of the different types of mortgages that you can uh, because it leaves uh, you as a buyer open to be able uh, to go across those different mortgages in order to secure a home that you like instead of limiting yourself. And it's good to know as a potential home buyer the different options that you have at mortgages so you know uh, what type of things to be looking for what all financing you have available to you and that goes into variables as far as what you have to pay or not pay uh, for your mortgage on the latter end uh, once you've already bought the house and then you're paying your mortgage back as different mortgages can differ with the way that you have to pay for them and they also differ with uh, down payment variables as well. And there's all different kinds of mortgages. We'll get into those uh, later on as well. Uh, 
once we get into more time with the mortgage lenders, we'll get into things like conventional loans and uh, specifics on how much down payment do you need in order to secure a conventional loan, uh, what types of homes can you buy with conventional loans, what are the pros and maybe some cons to conventional loans, and the same thing with the other loans, excuse me, FHA loans, um, which are given out by the Federal Housing Administration. What type of properties can you qualify for uh, under FHA loans? How much down payment do you need? Uh, what specific factors uh, does FHA loans look for in a property, especially when it comes to things like uh, inspections and appraisals? The inspectors have a thorough checklist that they have to go through when it comes to FHA loans and the properties have to pass all of that checklist in order for the FHA loan to go through on a property and the appraisals, excuse me, appraisals, not inspections, uh, are very thorough uh, on what they have to pass and, and what qualifies for it. But you also have other loans like VA loans, which are for uh, veterans and military families. Uh, you have USDA loans. And we'll get a little bit more into that and kind of an explanation on the differences between all of those loans and what it means to you as a home buyer uh, to have these different loans applicable to you and to be able to use them at your discretion and the advantages that that brings for you. Uh, but moving on down our list is we have a couple more bullet points that I want to go over and I don't want to... Uh, waste everyone's time uh, going too in-depth on those uh, loans when we have mortgage personnel that will be uh, joining us later on. The next step that uh, you might want to take when getting ready for home ownership, and this isn't one that I would necessarily say is a necessity or a requirement like much of the other uh, bullet points, but it is one that uh, could help you, especially if you get into uh, certain types of uh, transactions that might have things like probate involved with them. Uh, if you have other things like a, a listing that comes from a divorce couple or just different things in general, it never hurts to have uh, this bullet point, which is to consider hiring an attorney to review all contracts and agreements associated with the home buying process. Now, ideally, your realtor will help you kind of understand um, what's going on in the process of buying your home and uh, what, you know, is happening real time in the moment uh, with the process and will help give you as much information as they can provide uh, when it comes to things like contracts and mortgages and, and other instances like that. But as a realtor and as a member of the National Association of Realtors, uh, I do have to add the point that realtors are not attorneys and realtors are not lawyers. And as much as uh, most realtors and uh, real estate professionals would love to help their buyers and their clients and customers understand 
the inner workings and the verbiage and the uh, nuances of contracts, whether that be uh, real estate contracts, listing agreements, uh, rental agreements, anything like that. Those are all legal binding documents. And uh, as I said before, realtors are not attorneys or lawyers. And so it's not really your realtor's job. And realtors can't, by law, uh, really interpret or determine or uh, basically give you legal advice. And so this is why it's a, a very... A great idea to get an attorney involved uh, to be able to read out contracts to you explain those contracts explain what those say what the verbiage says uh, what you are agreeing to sign to um, and to be able to kind of give you a legal advice and consultation along the process and the way uh, while you're buying your home now, if you feel like uh, you can read a real estate contract and understand what it's saying and uh, you're okay uh, basically with what that contract says and uh, you feel like you understand it, then it may not necessarily be uh, something that you have to do, as I said before, uh, because... A realtor can present you with a contract as long as you understand what it's saying and you feel like you uh, get the verbiage and everything is uh, spot on and you're uh, understanding it correctly, then they're there. They can execute it. They should know the verbiage as well. They know uh, uh, what it says on there. As a realtor, uh, you know, I am, I'm supposed to know uh, what it says on the contract and uh, be able to follow it along as well. Um, it's just not our part to move that verbiage or I guess uh, um, explain that verbiage to buyers and sellers for that matter if you're talking about listing a home uh, or selling it uh, to be able to explain that out because, again, it is a legally binding document and we're not attorneys or lawyers. But uh, once you get past the uh, point of understanding the contracts or being able to feel like you'll be comfortable understanding the contracts, uh, the next part that you want to consider when getting ready for home ownership is probably one of the biggest hurdles that I see uh, as a younger realtor, as someone who is a, a millennial uh, that has uh, very many uh, clients, customers, uh, but not only that, but just acquaintances um, and friends and others who are millennials as well, uh, it seems to be the biggest obstacle for uh, those in the millennial gen generation or just younger generations, uh, they're especially trying to become first-time home buyers that uh, they encounter when looking to buy a home. 
and that's to save up for a down payment. And uh, I know that a lot of times it seems like saving up for a down payment can be scary, um, that there's a lot going on to it. And sometimes, uh, depending on the mortgage that the percentage that this uh, mortgage requires for you to put down for a down payment for a certain home might seem like just an impossible uh, amount to uh, get to especially with uh, uh, wages and expenses and everything else that's going on. And again, considering that this is a financial uh, topic and something that has to do with mortgage, we'll dive a lot deeper down into uh, down payments, uh, you know, specifics on what different mortgages require from them, uh, you know, why they're important, uh, you know, why the percentage of them is what it is uh but just know as well we'll talk about this too but i do want to mention it here there are programs out there if you're a first-time home buyer actually especially if you're a first-time home buyer but there are some programs that are out there even if you're not a first-time home buyer to help you out uh with the down payment for a home uh, down payment assistance programs that are given out by different organizations or uh, different financial um, institutions and uh, companies. There are grants that you can receive from uh, local municipalities, uh, whether that's uh, uh, county government, city government, uh, state of Florida, I believe has a couple. I know or locally here in Orlando, Orange and Seminole counties have uh, grants that you can uh, apply for that will help you out with down payment assistance. And uh, in some cases, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but in some cases I do know uh, that you can pull from your IRA if you have an IRA set up with the uh, company that you work for, that you can pull uh, some money from your IRA and use that for a down payment for buying a home, uh, particularly if you're a first-time home buyer. So there are options out there. If you want to learn more and you feel like you just can't wait um, until we come out with the uh, episode with the mortgage uh, lenders and mortgage advisors, uh, that give you more information on the um, loan process and the down payment process and you want to know more about down payment assistance, feel free to uh, res- either respond to this podcast with a comment wherever you may be uh, listening to it at or you can also email me at Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N dot Treadway, T-R-E-A-D-W-A-Y at FloridaMoves.com. Now that's Florida like the state, moves like you're moving somewhere, dot com. And uh, we'll be able to uh, get you in touch uh, with those uh, right programs and the right mortgage lender that'll be able to help you find those programs and assist you out with that. With that being in mind, we're going to take a quick uh, ad break to let our ad speak here, and we'll be right back to wrap up the last couple of bullet points 
You're listening to the Keep It Real Estate Podcast. Welcome back to the Keeping It Real Estate Podcast, everyone. And we're going to go ahead and finish out this episode here of the Getting Ready for Home Ownership uh, episode and the series of home buying and sit steps for you. And we're going to finish out with the last two bullet points that we want to talk about as far as getting ready for home ownership. And both of these bullet points uh, have to do with the uh, last bullet point that we just talked about before going on break, which was saving up for the down payment. Along the lines of saving up for the down payment, the next bullet point that we're going over is you want to consider the closing costs that go along with your purchase of the real estate. Now, closing costs can include things like taxes uh, that go towards the home, going towards the documents uh, that are printed out and signed and recorded in order to show that you purchased the home, like the title and the deed and other things like that. It can also include attorney's fees if you uh, hired an attorney to help you along with your real estate process. It can also include transfer fees. If you're having to transfer things, a lot of times homeowners associations will uh, charge a transfer fee. Uh, If the ownership of a property is transferring from one person to another, and there's all sorts of other fees that can be included along uh, with purchasing a home there's also title fees that you have to keep in mind uh, on both sides so as a buyer you want to make sure that along with saving up money for your down payment that later on once you get to that closing table and the end of the home buying process after you finally found the home you've written the contract everything goes through and now you're there at closing day you want to make sure that you have a little bit of that extra money saved up uh, to be able to cover your closing fees with so that you're taken care of at the closing table. You can get your keys to your house once your mortgage goes through and is finally set in and approved and you can move in right away and you're not having to worry about extra costs right off of the bat. Uh, And as long with going with talking about extra fees right off of the bat, while we're talking about closing costs and whatnot, you also want to consider uh, utilities and monthly bills that go along with your mortgage. Uh, A lot of mistakes or a lot of times uh, we see that people, especially first-time homebuyers that are getting into the process, will save up so much of their money uh, that goes into their down payment, and then they save up sometimes here and there some money that goes towards their uh, closing costs as well but both of those become such a uh, big factor in their minds and something that they focus on so much they forget to add in the aspect that once you move in you have to start paying uh, for monthly expenses on a regular basis things like utility bills for electric for water uh, for gas, for uh, Wi-Fi, for those of us who can't go a minute 
without uh, either doing podcasts or being on Twitter. <laughs> a little joke that we have in here. Uh, but, you know, you have to keep in mind those extra utilities uh, that are going to accumulate now that you uh, have ownership of the home. And one of the biggest uh, utilities or monthly expenses that people tend to forget about when it comes to owning a home, uh, especially because it's something that you don't normally or ever have uh, when you're renting a place like an apartment or even a home or whatnot, is homeowners association fees. Uh, something that you want to keep in mind when you're uh, buying a home, when you're looking, uh, especially at the beginning, across different homes in different communities. You want to check and make sure whether that community has a homeowners association and if they do what the cost of the homeowners association is, uh, whether it's on a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, uh, an annual basis, and, and how much it's going to cost you on that basis. Um, and work that into your monthly expenses along with your utilities, your groceries, uh, your mortgage, and everything else that goes along. So just want to basically wrap it up here as we're getting towards the end of the podcast and review over those bullet points in our first step of the home buying process again. Uh, first bullet was make sure that you build a good credit history and have a good credit presence, uh, which will lead into your second bullet point of getting a mortgage pre-approval. That way you know how much you're approved for, you know what your price range is uh, for any property that you're going out and looking to potentially purchase in the future. The third bullet point that you want to do along with getting the mortgage pre-approval is find out what types of mortgages you qualify for. That way you know uh, what properties you also qualify for and what your purchase power is going into those properties uh, that you're looking at. The fourth bullet point, which was our optional one that we put in, is consider hiring an attorney to review all contracts and agreements associated with the home buying process. If you don't feel comfortable with uh, feeling like you can interpret contracts and other legal documents that will be presented to you throughout the home buying process, uh, then you might want to consider hiring an attorney or seeking out guidance from one in order to be able to get the advice from said person uh, to interpret those documents and be able to understand what you are signing yourself up for. Uh, the next bullet point that we brought up was saving up for a down payment. Uh, you want to know how much down payment you need going into uh, looking at homes. That way you have an idea before you even get to writing a contract on a home how much uh, money you're talking about as far as putting down for a down payment. Uh, and you want to make sure that you have that ready so that when you find that dream home that you're looking for and that realtor does their job, they're supposed to locating that exact perfect house that you've always wanted to move into and you always want to have for your first starter home that you can purchase it 
right away uh, with the right contract and by having that down payment ready so that you could uh, put it in as a great first escrow deposit. Uh, the next bullet point that we came up along with saving up for the down payment, you want to consider those closing costs that you have at the end of your real estate transaction so that you uh, kind of have an idea of uh, what you uh, are going to have to pay at towards the end. You want to have that money ready so that when those closing costs come up on you, it's not a surprise. Uh, when you get to the closing table and you have those extra costs facing you when you're signing your closing documents and that you're not uh, feeling like you're getting a surprise when you get to that point. And of course, the last uh, bullet point that we just went over to wrap this up is to consider utilities and monthly bills such as homeowners assessments uh, and other factors that will go in you want to make sure that when you start off in your home, you're ready to go right from day one and not starting behind the ball when it comes to your finances. Because remember, you're going to be adding on lots of expenses between uh, your mortgage payment, your utilities and other factors. But as a realtor, from experience, I can guarantee you that as much as that sounds like right from the beginning, it will definitely be worth it when you have a home that you can come to and call your own that you possess in your own ownership. So I believe that about wraps it up for our first step in the home buying process and sit steps. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in our next episode that we have coming up where we'll talk about uh, finding real estate professionals and what a real estate professional should do for you until next time i'm jonathan treadway uh if you want to find me uh for comments if you have real estate con uh, questions or um any type of real estate topics that you want to talk about you can find me uh by sending me an email at the email address uh, that i gave to you earlier also please go check out my website that i have it is buy and sell central florida.com that is b-u-i and sell s-e-l-l central florida.com i have revamped my website recently so hopefully it now has a plethora of information on there to help you out uh, with any type of real estate information that you may have whether it's searching for a home uh, in the central florida area or beyond as I have other um, real estate professionals uh, in my network that can help you buying a home even outside of the state of Florida. Uh, just contact me on my website and I'll be able to get you in touch with them. Uh, you can also check out my website for things like how much is my home worth if you already happen to be one of the lucky homeowners and uh, you're thinking that it's maybe time for a change, whether it's an upgrade, a downsize, or anything in between, uh, we can let you know how much your home is worth just by going to my website. You can learn a little bit more about the Central Florida area if it's a place that you think that you might be looking uh, to moving towards in the near future. And you can also learn a little bit more about myself while you are at my website.
and it'll have a link directly to this podcast that you're listening to right now in my website, so you can go back and forth between the two. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Jonathan Treadway Real Estate. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Jonathan Treadway Real Estate. Those two are connected together. And you can also find me on Twitter at, at J Treadway Real Estate is my Twitter handle. And I look forward to connecting with all of you in the near future at any of those uh, platforms that you choose to use. Until then, and until our next episode, I hope everyone has a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend, and we look forward to seeing you soon on the Keeping It Real Estate podcast. Thank you.